2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: Hey
3: man,
2: I love you, bro. I wouldn't hurt you. I'd never put a hand on you. I know that. Just don't f*** up because I'm not the only one with hands in this world.
4: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I love you too. Let's do this. Yeah, hey, stop talking. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah!
2: You from k Records, 22 explosive hits, 22 original stars, and many more. Only
5: $3.99. You okay with some music? You like a little Limp biscuit?
6: Sure. You like a little Biscuit? Yeah. Yeah? Some loud. I used to listen to this back in the day. Oh my God, that is nice. That is nice.
7: Someone explain, please? I don't think so. And now. This may not be politically correct, but let's
8: just fire all the minorities.
4: Our feature presentation.
5: <laughs> morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Tuesday morning, the 17th of September.
9: What's up, fam? Hello. What's happening here. Um, I was thinking about you, uh, Jensen, when I saw this uh, news story that I'm uh, getting ready to read. You, you've been running a, a very successful gallery. What? What happened? Wrong button. Sorry. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Jensen's like, what do you
9: know? I to go for this. It, high five. Have I already been eliminated? No. Did I just lose the game show? Oh, you're thinking about Jensen. Go ahead. Uh, Not like that. Okay. Not like that. Um, You've been running a gallery for a very long time. Uh, Sorry, wrong button.
10: Gallery
9: 1988 on uh, Melrose. And I was wondering if anyone had ever stolen
10: or attempted to steal anything right off the wall. We have had homeless people sort of pick something off the wall and, and contemplate it or just be weird and homeless. But, never- but they don't really. Tr- they don't. Really, they're not slick. They don't really try. Have a plan. none No, of- I don't think they know where they would take art to do anything with it. Like for example, one year our glass got broken out in the front of the gallery, and the alarm went off, and they ran in the shop and kind of like tried to break the cash register and took a laptop. Right. That was as much, and then got out. Was
9: that the night of the purge, though? Because that would be okay. (laughs)
10: Well, then it's legal. Uh, But they passed, like, a $45,000 painting that month just to, you know, just, like, went right by it. Because what are they going to do with it, really? You know what I mean? So tent. Yeah. That's why I don't steal a
9: lot of stuff, is because I just don't have the connections for fencing, you know? Right. Otherwise, I would. And uh, of course see the- you as a master thief. Sure, yeah. Of course, the uh, the new uh, movie, The Goldfinch, uh, based on the Pulitzer Prize winning book, is coming out about a guy who steals a painting off a wall and mm-hmm. sets off a whole chain of events. So that's why this story was very interesting to me. Maybe you saw This is an Italian artist named Mauricio Catalan. And he has an exhibition that has been touring the world. It was at the Guggenheim in New York for a year back in 2016, where over 100,000 people paid to see it. You have to pay to see this piece of art because it is a toilet. I'm sorry? So you pay for three minutes to use the toilet, and then you do toilet things. The reason it is significant is because it is... hmm.
11: What do you mean you do toilet things?
9: Well, I mean, it's an Other act- than using the toilet, what it's are... A, no, I'm saying it's an actual working toilet. So
11: it's, you I'm, pay to use that toilet? That's I right. I made a poopy in my diapy. And
9: how yes, much? You pay, you pay. I don't know what they charge no. for the three minutes that you have, but the reason why over 100,000 people at the Guggenheim in New York paid to use that particular toilet is that it is made out of solid gold. It is estimated to be worth between 5 and $6 million. It is a solid... Gold, fully functioning toilet. Okay, I
0: lost well, too much money. You...
9: Um, it is uh, called America. By the way, that is the name of the piece. It is supposed to be a you know a, a tongue in cheek comment on the American dream and excessive wealth in our country and everything like that. So it's in the news right now because it has been stolen. Oh, it had had just. How would you do that? Well, that there's a a lot of people are wondering that same question because I mean it's plumbed in, it's connected to the plumbing, okay? And it was at a place with a lot of security to Blenheim Palace, which was the uh, estate of the Churchill family. In fact, where Winston Churchill, the former Prime Minister of the UK, where he was actually born. uh, They live. They their family lived there for over 300 years, and now it is an, an art museum. And it was just installed last Thursday. <laughs> it was supposed to run until the 27th of October. And somebody broke in on Saturday morning and stole it. They and got away with it too, by the way. They have no idea where it is. Again, it's worth almost $6 million. There are some who are accusing the artist of this being some sort of a Banksy style he- heist. Yeah, inside job. He was uh, he was called and he said that first when they woke me up with the news I thought it was a prank who's so stupid as to steal a toilet I had forgotten for a second that it was made out of gold I wish it were a prank so they uh, they have arrested a man in connection with the robbery a 66 year old man who has not yet been named but they have not released any details It was about like the- it doesn't flush <laughs> I stole a malfunctioning toilet <laughs> but it did flush before they stole it I mean you have right. to you have to hook it up to the plumbing. But isn't that, I mean, let's go Let's go back to your, your fencing question
10: about your gallery, Jensen. Mm-hmm. What's somebody going to do with that? I guess they're not going
9: to fence. They're just going to melt it
10: down, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that they're going to try it. I mean, I, you can't go on eBay and sell the gold toilet. You know right. what I mean? Like, this is a very distinctive uh, item and, and art piece. So what are you going to do?
9: And it's also getting a, a fair amount of press, so anybody involved in art will likely hear about this as yes, well. Yeah. So I guess that's what you do is you, I mean, does the average person have a place they can go to melt down something into gold bars? I no. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you have
10: someone, mm-hmm. Ali?
11: Yeah. I thought you guys don't no, have, we
10: have our own gold, oh, no, yeah. we
11: don't have no. our own Oh that's sad.
10: Can we work that. through you then? Yeah. If okay. you
11: if you steal a gold toilet, uh-huh. I will melt that bad boy down. Do you okay. want it in bars or coins? What do you want? Coins mostly. Okay. Yeah. It's a little extra. I want it tooth? I
10: want it made into a urinal.
11: Wow. <laughs> All right. <I'll>, I can <laughs> that's hire someone. Right there. Yeah. There you go.
9: Um, it's crazy that somebody thought to do that and did it and got away with it. Now, last question before we move on, and that is, if you were at a museum or at this Churchill house, would you pay to sit on a gold, a gold toilet? No. Just to, for the thrill of using something that's worth $6 million to poop in?
11: We have different ideas of thrill. <laughs> okay.
9: Okay. <laughs> Jensen, I know you have
10: very specific rules about pooping in public. Would you make an exception for the $6 million gold toilet? Uh, no, they would be too difficult for me. Because also there's going to be a line outside yeah. waiting for you to come out and listening. And Timing. Plus, yeah,
9: yeah. plus that three, <laughs> up, that, dude. that
10: three minutes when the
9: door
5: yeah. springs open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> done or not. That's a good point,
10: too. Uh,
5: okay. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Tell the truth! Tell the truth! Tell the truth! <laughs> Anna Conover will join us today. From Adam ruins oh, everything.
9: He ruins everything, man. He
5: does.
11: He's safe here.
9: We're <laughs> already ruined. Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, things you did in your sleep. We're going to talk about today. A lot of those. We have a uh, secret break. That has nothing oh, come to do with. on, it has nothing to do with Bean, except yeah, for perhaps Bean. it's all about him. Why well, do you think it's
11: about you?
9: Then what's it about, Kevin?
5: I mean it's about one of the people on the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay, so if it's
10: not me, who's it about? Well, it's about someone on the show. Yes. And the three of us here mm-hmm. right. Kevin, myself, and Allie have worked on it. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound bad at all. So, no,
11: you're fine. I don't
10: know where you're getting that from. You're good to go.
5: And <sighs> hey, we have another we have another brand new game, and as you know, these games really, really fly on the first try. They're mm-hmm. awesome. So we've got some tickets uh, for Black Keys we're going to give you every hour today. We have a game that you can play that we believe you'll be able to win. Is it called Toons? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> Although we are retooling that and starting that again. I think. We <laughs> no pun it intended. Again. We want to have another run at that one. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's
9: happening next. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-R-O-K-K-R-O-Q. Hey, uh, this time tomorrow, going to be a very special Kevin and Bean show, especially for us, because Beer Mug will not be in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. And tomorrow's today we have all the uh, Victoria's Secret models coming in, right? Correct, yes. Yeah. 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 I thought so. And the free ice cream cake, if uh, I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. Me uh, like it. Muggs is going to be doing something great, though. He is going to be uh, live at the Hollywood Park Casino from 5.30 a.m., helping with the Rambo Last Blood blood drive. We call it Rambo Give Blood. Rambo Last Blood is the film that comes in theaters this uh, Friday uh, uh, Friday morning and uh, they are sponsoring the blood drive and you can just go on down and mugs. you're going to be giving away a ton of stuff just for people showing up to give blood,
1: right? That's right. Listen to this. We have tickets to uh, K-Rock takes over Not Scary Farm tickets to the LA Comic Con and all these upcoming uh, concerts that K-Rock's putting on. We're going to have a bunch of prizes, so come on down
9: and sound space tickets too by the way which you can't buy
10: so that's the very too much exclusive. maybe we hold a couple back hold some back that's a good idea <laughs> we're not good so at that
9: it's K-Rock's Rambo Give Blood Drive. It's going to be tomorrow. It's an annual tradition and we are so proud of the Kevin and Bean listeners who take time out of their busy lives to stop by and spend a few minutes giving blood to help somebody who needs it because there's almost always a blood shortage in Southern California, so it's really really important. All right, Allie, how you doing?
11: I'm doing good, Bean. Thanks for asking. Anything in the world
9: going on we should know about?
11: I mean, this is huge. When I saw this yesterday, I was like, well, this makes perfect sense. We love this guy so very much. On the show, and I feel like this is just gonna catapult him to a level where he might not come back anymore. It's true. We're talking Bert Kreischer, you guys. He uh he had some viral success. December 2016, he uploaded video of him telling a story where we found out how he became known as the machine.
5: One of the craziest stories ever. It's
11: insane. It has to do with Russians.
5: The mob, him
11: being in his seventh year um, at FSU, and ultimately um, how those Russian mob connections would uh, catch up with him on a class field trip where he was forced to become an accomplice in a train robbery. (laughs) Why am I bringing up this video and its viral success of more than 85 million views? Oh, it's been optioned by Legendary. To become a movie, you guys. That's
3: fantastic. USA! USA!
11: USA. I'd say the Burt Kreischer life story, but it's just, it's one aspect, probably a tenth of what Burt deals with daily. Yeah, just but becoming this is the maybe
10: the craziest story I've ever heard. It's
11: bonkers. And this
10: is from a guy who already has one movie based on his life, which mm-hmm. is Dan Wilder. That's right. Mm-hmm. So this is now his second.
11: How did I not know that? Yeah. I didn't know that either.
10: Yeah. Oh, my God. Dan Lauder's loosely based on Burt Oh,
11: This is all so very good, you guys.
10: Well, no one deserves it more than Burt.
11: No, absolutely not. I wonder if he gets to pick um, who stars as him. Or does he star as him? I
10: mean, who should? It should be him. Ryan Reynolds? Again? I mean, that doesn't stink. (laughs) They look alike.
11: I figure it's his um, seventh year um, at Florida State University. So it should probably be someone in their... 20s, right?
10: Okay, Harrison. Late,
5: late 20s, though.
11: Late 20s, yeah. (laughs) Harrison Ford. Yeah, Harrison Ford's good. Just mumbling Russian. (laughs) All
10: right. I'm not good with ages and casting. (laughs) Yeah,
11: I
5: understand. (laughs) Guys, remember the part where he didn't learn any Russian? None. Mm -hmm. Four semesters. The teacher was just like, "I just need you as a student. I'll give you a C if you don't learn a thing."
11: (laughs) Yeah. Unbelievable. (laughs) He
5: caught up with the Russian (laughs) mob.
11: Can you imagine meeting Bert Kreischer in Russia? And you're like, what's This guy speaks no Russian. Mm -hmm. Why is he even here with us? And then you find out he robbed you in the middle of the night. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck is happening? I love it so very much. Well, guys, moving on. Uh, We haven't heard about Kevin Hart in a couple days, but he is back in the news because his sex tape partner. Remember that 2017 encounter with uh, Kevin Hart in Las Vegas in a hotel room? Well, that sex tape partner claims that he conspired with a friend to secretly record their encounter and she's now suing him for $60 million. Wow. Yeah. Remember the, the tape came out and then he had to obviously apologize to his wife for infidelity. Um... Nobody should profit off of this mistake. Please don't sell it. And then later down the line, he found out one of his good friends was the one extorting him with this tape. Well, she's saying he was in on the whole thing. The suit claims that Hart allowed his friend J.T. Jackson into the Cosmopolitan Hotel suite so he could set up hidden video recording devices to capture their liaison. Jackson was later charged with two counts of extortion related to the alleged efforts to get money out of Hart to keep the tape under rats, wraps, but he denied ever extorting him, and Hart is denying all of this. I had no connection to any of this, so oh. let's say uh, that's not something you you want brought back up. No. Maybe you and your wife finally... Moving past that.
10: Especially like with uh, people working on your spine every day.
11: Yeah. Probably not. At the right time. Not be stressful. That is uh, not a good situation. You like the Golden Girls? No. Okay. (laughs) 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 Then, boy, does this story not interest you. (laughs) That Jane Lynch is doing kind of a Golden Girls kind of show with Cyndi Lauper
7: happening what? here? What?
11: Yeah, Jane Lynch says that she sold a show on Netflix featuring her and Cyndi Lauper. She said, we're our age, almost 60 and 65, and we're looking at our next act without having had husbands or children. She said, there's two other people in it who haven't been cast yet. It's kind of a Golden Girls for today. Huh? Kevin, did that turn you around? Jane Lynch and Cindy Lauper. I
10: do love Jane Lynch. Okay, and I do love Cindy Lauper. I don't really have an episode together. One or the other we we like it right? together. Okay,
11: okay, all right. We're in, you guys. Mm-hmm. We are in. Hey, coming up, um, I've got some news for Kevin. Is Doesn't it friends? Sound
5: like it. it's exciting. Is it friends? Of course it is.
11: I don't know. Yeah. Is it spiders? I don't know. Is it the two together? What?
5: I don't like anything
11: you're saying the right now. two things you hate the most? Wow. We're going to talk about that. You're a terrible up. human being. Thank you so much, mm-hmm. you guys. Remember Cassandra Peterson? Sure. Yes. Worked Former k Yeah. A lot of people might know her as one of the most iconic characters during Halloween, Elvira. It is her birthday today, as well okay. as Phil Jackson, Bobby Lee, and Baz Luhrmann. And that's what's happening.
1: Kevin and Bean on K Rock.
9: K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. As Ferris Bueller said, life comes at you fast. And uh, yesterday we were trying to get to the story about Shane Gillis, the comedian who is one of the three new hires for the upcoming uh, season of Saturday Night Live. And we were very busy yesterday. We didn't get to it. And part of the discussion we were going to have is how long until they fire this dude. <laughs> and <laughs> since yesterday and today, he'd been fired. Yeah.
5: I mean, it is a thing where people now start to go back <laughs> and look at five, ten, fifteen years ago what you were doing, what you were
10: saying, but this is not one of those things. No, this, there's the one originally is from about nine months ago, and then mm-hmm. there's stuff from just recently this year. Yep. Yeah. So,
9: um, who wants to bring the kids up to the, uh, up to speed on on what the Shane Gillis controversy is?
10: Uh, Well, basically, this guy, Shane Gillis, is a comedian out of the Midwest, and he uh, is a stand-up, a working stand-up, been doing it a lot, but also has a podcast and appears on other people's podcasts, and during those appearances, said uh, extremely uh, controversial and racist stuff uh, that he sort of disguises as jokes, or some people might think are jokes. I don't know those people necessarily, Uh, but he definitely kind of works out with uh not so funny stuff yeah and that came back to haunt him when he got hired to snl and and those things as well as a reputation back at home where he does comedy kind of uh really ruined Lorne michaels plans of getting him on the show and
9: lord michaels said we didn't do due diligence on vetting this guy but beyond looking at somebody's social media maybe watching clips of stand-up There's no way you can find every remark a a comedian has ever made on a podcast.
10: But people did make it seem like if they asked anyone from Chicago or wherever he was doing comedy, you would have Mm -hmm. got these answers. There were comedy clubs that wouldn't work with him anymore because his stuff was too Ah. off color. Yeah, Yeah. good
11: God comedy in Philadelphia said he is not allowed here anymore because his stuff is racist, homophobic and misogynist. And that's kind of not really on stage is what they were saying. Ah. It's, it's uh, it permeates who he is, maybe a little bit.
9: And his excuse is just, "Hey, I'm just pushing boundaries, right? I'm just doing comedy. Come on, that relax, is his everybody. excuse. Yes, yeah. but uh,
5: I'm going to play the first clip about mm. uh, Chinatown, mm. and you're gonna, I'm going to challenge you to try and find something funny.
4: Damn, Chinatown's nuts. It's crazy. Dude. It is full China, dude. It's yeah, a Chinese down there.
5: I wonder how that started. They just built one up looking building, and people were like, well, all right, no one said anything.'
11: live there huh <laughs> that's just uh let the and then things. c word which is the slur live there which here's the thing i am i am all about admitting you made a mistake a little bit of contrition a little bit of listen that wasn't my best but to claim that that wasn't just a conversation you were having with a friend showing who comedy. you are that wasn't yeah. comedy yeah. you're lying anyone that says oh he's just working things out that's a bit that is two dudes talking about a race of people that, quite frankly, if you keep listening, he's not fond of. No, no,
5: no, he's not here anymore. We got in there and we sat down,
4: and baby girl was like, "I'm so excited for neuters," and I was like, "Yo, chill, chill, chill." She was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." She said neuters. Yeah, and there's
5: a, yeah, and it's it's full Chinese in there. I mean, I don't. uh, I can't tell any joke structure.
10: Well, the joke being that they don't say noodles correctly in their accent, and so they're making fun of that. And but that it's a joke that gets kind of vetoed because it's just you being racist about someone's (laughs) accent. Like, there's no true joke there. But guys, he's a comedian who pushes boundaries. That's the thing. Is a lot of the defense online has been like Uh, because I was reading a a couple of them and they all looked like the same 40-year-old white guy defending them but then I found Marlon Wayans on Twitter who was defending it and so I was interested to see what Marlon would say and his thing is like well comedians work out their stuff and you know sometimes you push a boundary and you go that's too far which I do kind of that's 100% true I do believe that yeah I do too but the problem is is that Nowadays, technology changes. In addition to that, our our standards have changed. Yeah. So when you go out there and you're recording a podcast that will forever or somewhat forever live on. By the, the internet, way, that's another thing is that it wasn't him working, working out his stage. comedy. No, this is a having podcast. Having a conversation with, with a friend. His friend. It's yeah. just a different. It's it's hard to it's hard to give you the difference between saying Oof. it on stage and saying it in a podcast with your pal. Right. But there is a difference.
9: Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what else doesn't help is his uh, uh, non-apology apology. Correct. 100%. Where he's like. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who's actually offended by anything I've said with no comment whatsoever about, man, I promise I'm not racist, but I understand that I sounded super racist there, Mm -hmm. and I'll never, ever, ever do that again. I mean, there was none of that. There was no, no, as Ali said, contrition at all in his quote. He just said, My
5: intention is never to hurt anyone, but I'm trying to be the best comedian I can, and sometimes that requires
10: risks. Okay,
11: and here's the thing can we discuss your risks and pushing boundaries? These are jokes and I use jokes loosely, these are things you said in elementary school that you didn't know at the time. They're not that good. Turned out to be racist (laughs) AF. Like you would make fun of somebody's accent or you would say the word C word and then you found out later in life Dude, that's effed up. You don't say those things. This guy is acting like these are pushing boundaries and risks. If these are risks, what you are is a bad comedian and you are unable to adapt to changing times. And guess what? It's a lot easier for dudes like this to say, Oh, I'm I'm being silenced and PC culture and blah blah blah. No, it's just easier. To blame that than actually to adapt and grow. No wait, or admit, or admit
5: saying, you're not funny. No one's saying he, he can't say those things. It's just yeah. it also comes with
10: consequences. Yeah, and that's thing. Sure. I liked when cancel culture was just called consequences. I mean, it just seems like yeah. a similar thing. And Jesus and marrow, who we loved and yeah. we had them on, mm-hmm. they had a clip go kind of viral this week uh, when they went on. I, it was uh, on Hot Ones, on Shot Evans Hot Ones. And he asked him, why aren't they in the crosshairs of, of PC culture? Like, it's weird, because Deezus and Mero have been pushing boundaries yeah. forever. Why have they never found themselves uh, in, in these kind of controversies? And Diza said, as we've experienced the world and we've come across different people, we realize that the humor hits differently. That a certain joke that might have been funny four years ago, like you actually meet a person from that specific group, and you're like, oh, S, I even know that's offensive now. Uh, they've understood that you grow with the culture. Wait,
11: you adapt with the times?
10: Isn't that nuts? And you what? can
11: maybe change up your set?
10: Yeah, he said, we self-censor. There are certain things uh, you know that you could have gotten away with in 2009 that you should not even formally, as, uh, not even form as a sentence in your head nowadays. Don't even put it in your drafts.
9: By the way, this is. has uh, been a learning curve for us over the years on, on this program. Yes. There's, there's, we're horribly uh, uh, embarrassed and offended by things that we said on this show in years past. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're adapting with the times and trying to learn as we go. Let me read, because uh, I know we're almost out of time here. Let me read Shane Gillis' statement, because this really gives you an idea of who this man is. Yeah his reaction to being fired. And this to me is the equivalent of the uh, the woman who breaks up with a man because he's crazy and dangerous and to prove her wrong, he shows up at her work with a gun. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like like just completely say, <laughs> You're saying You're proving the, their point. Yes, her yeah. instincts were correct. So this is this is why it's good that Shane Gillis will not be on Saturday Night Live. Here's his statement after Lorne Michaels statement about him being fired. It feels ridiculous for comedians to be making serious public statements, but here we are. I'm a comedian who was funny enough to get SNL. That can't be taken away. By the it way, I mean, it, it, <laughs> was. it was. It taken away.
1: was
9: <laughs> Of course, I wanted an opportunity to prove myself at SNL, but I understand it would be too much of a distraction. I respect the decision they made. I'm honestly grateful for the opportunity. By the way, still no apology. No. And here's the part. Here's the. Here's the. Here's the. The dagger. You ready? I was always a mad TV guy anyway. Which,
10: by the way, is a a lie. No one was. Uh, Really quick, just so so we get this out of the way, too. The difference, all you need to do to see the difference between why we appreciate good humor that that kind of teeters on this and bad humor is just watch the new Bill Burr special. Yes, yeah, agree. Bill yeah. is yes. hilarious. He's funny. I don't agree with all his opinions, but he has a talent and he has a, a focus and he's just good at his job. Yeah. Even if you disagree, you're laughing while you're disagreeing Absolutely. with him. Or
11: watch the new Dave Chappelle when yeah. you're cringing because he's talking about Michael Jackson and then the punchline at the end, you're like, Oh, oh, oh I see what you did. Yeah, and, that's good <laughs> and, because it's funny.
10: And by the way, I don't agree with Dave Chappelle's uh, uh, opinions on transgender at all. I'm actually no, I agree. the exact opposite. But he gives his opinion and I go, oh, that's his Job. He's allowed to do those things because he's doing it thoughtfully. It's different than this. Yes. Uh,
11: can I um, just bring up Jen Kirkman's tweet yesterday? Yes, please. Who mm-hmm. We love on the show love her. She wrote, "Can we stop canceling male comics? I can't take another one of them doing a comedy special about it."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
9: Some have said that we are lucky to be living in the golden age of television. But I heard a guy say, it's just too much TV. <laughs> it's just too much. <laughs> it really too is, much. I'll tell you, I uh, I sat down last night and had no idea what I was going to watch. And ended up watching a new Crispin Glover movie on Netflix. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay? Uh-huh. Like, that I... know I, that existed? Okay. N- no! had no idea it existed. Didn't... i never heard anything about it, but that's where we're at right now, where there is so much content that is, yeah. it, if you taped your eyeballs open and did
10: nothing but watch TV 24-7, you still couldn't get caught up just with the stuff that's pretty good. Yeah. A- 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 back in the day, if a Crispin Glover movie would have come out, you and I would have been lined up. We didn't <laughs> even know it existed. Didn't
9: even know it existed, right? Exactly. And it was pretty good, and I was happy to have it. It was a great option for the night. But now that we are into and you're starting to see a bunch of the commercials have been for the summertime of the new shows that are debuting for the fall yeah it's almost impossible to
10: know which ones are even worth checking out because there's we're on overload even harder which ones are real and which ones are fake
7: Do you think it's fake? Talking about TV. Do you think it's real? Talking about TV. Do you think it's fake or real? One thing's for sure there's too much TV. That's right. Fake TV or real TV. Oh, what can it be? One thing is for sure there
1: is too much
9: TV. Good point, Omar.
5: I mean, we've oh. all had the we've all had the friends that come to us and go, have you seen this show? And you go, That's a show? Yeah, it
10: sounds like you're just <laughs> making things up, and that's what I've done. Some of these shows I will explain to you are real,
6: mm-hmm.
10: new within this year. Some of them are just things I made up sitting on my couch last night. Okay. Which, by the way, somebody listening may buy and put on the schedule as a fall
9: replacement series. <laughs> They're all available. <laughs> the first
10: one to give you. This show is called all Rise and it takes place at an LA County Courthouse following dramatic lives of judges, lawyers and bailiffs. All admits a flawed and broken justice system. Is that real or fake? It's called All Rise. Uh, I happen to know this one is real one as well
9: because I have seen the ad. That's very good.
5: Same. Uh, Ali, it is what real.
10: About you?
11: I uh, know that Bean has seen the ad, so <laughs> I right. feel like it's I'd real. I've the
5: ad during Seal Team, another show a lot of people <laughs> Which <laughs> I
10: don't
7: think is real. That's not real. <laughs> That's and not real. Seals?
10: Seal Team is a fake show. Okay, that is a real show. I think I started with the one that you'll find on billboards. That's how okay. I feel. So.
7: Fake TV or real TV.
10: Okay. Patricia Heaton. <clears throat> Plays a former teacher who, despite juggling the home life of two needy children, decides to embark on a unique second act in life. She dreams to become a doctor and starts as the oldest intern at Loyola Marymount Hospital. It's called Carol's Second Act. Is that real or fake? Way fake. Boy, I know that... Not any, even a little thing. Any
9: network would be grateful to have Patricia Heaton on its schedule. She is a home run. I'm going to say that... Wait, she was a... Say again, she was a doc- doctor and now she wants to be a lawyer? Is that what you're saying? She was a the former other teacher who's juggling oh, okay. the
10: home life of two needy kids, but then decides to have a second act in life to become a doctor and starts as the oldest intern at Loyola Marymount. It's called Carol's Second Act. I hate the title, mm-hmm. but I'm going to take
9: a chance and say that is real. Allie?
11: I don't I don't know about LMU's um, doctoral program sure. if there even is one <laughs> mm-hmm. so I'm going to say Fake TV Get ready to watch it on CBS what? this fall That's the real
10: show Carol Sechner. Fake yeah. TV or Real TV no. Do you have any fake uh, we'll see. All right. no! <laughs> Moving on. Chicago Jail stars Game of Thrones alum Stephen Delane as Warden Bricks, a veteran of the prison system who just moved from the cozy, crimeless confines of Connecticut into the gritty war zone of Chicago. Can he survive the culture shock or feel as imprisoned as the criminals around him? It's called Chicago Jail, real or fake?
11: Mm. He's a fish out of water. Look at him, Connecticut boy in Chicago.
10: <laughs> That's the theme.
11: I feel like any show that has Chicago... Chicago... Chicago in it Mm -hmm. is a Uh home run. So I'm going real.
10: Okay. Kevin?
9: Uh, Fake. There's too many Chicago shows already. All right, Bean? Um, You say that, but look how many NCISs there are. Look how many Law and Orders there are. Let's see who's right. Um... There are not too many Chicago shows. They all are hits, but this one I'm going to say is fake.
10: This one is fake. Yes! we got it wrong. There is I no know. Chicago
9: TV <laughs> or real TV. There
10: will but be, however, but there should be. Spring. I know. I They're feel like
9: it's abs- a great idea. I feel like
10: I could sell it. Uh, all right, here we go. Moving on. Almost family. Britney Snow is an only child whose life is turned upside down when her father reveals that during his time as a pioneering fertility doctor, he inseminated patients and conceived hundreds of children, including two new sisters she just met. Can she handle the new tidal wave of family and accept new siblings, or is this too much for one kid? I'm going to go first and say fake, 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 fakey,
11: fake. I'm going to say real AF because I already programmed it for my DVR. <laughs> well,
4: that I'm going with <laughs> that. That <laughs> one is real. Fake
10: <laughs>
11: nice. TV or real TV. <laughs> it looks
10: great. Oh, come on. Does
11: sounds... does? Does it? I love Britney Snow.
10: All right, here we go. This... Wait, hold, on, yeah. hold uh-huh. on.
9: So this the show is about her meeting her sperm donor brothers and
10: sisters? Uh, yes.
11: Yeah, her dad is the one that was basically, he was like a pioneering fertility yeah. guy
10: dominating you know. the world. Yes, right. yes.
11: And some of them move in with her. Roommates oh. and oh. sisters. Big
10: shock. Uh, okay. Allie, right, <laughs> that's, go. that's gonna be awful. You're
9: gonna regret watching <laughs> gonna the
5: first the one. Even the first one. Right. You're not even gonna make it through the
9: first episode.
5: I
10: this will. show is called Your Real Father, and I need to explain that it's spelled R-E-E-L. Okay? Okay. This award-winning British import finally finds its way to the States, introducing you to character young Jeffrey Wallsmith to a whole new audience. When Jeffrey's father dies in a tragic train accident, he finds (laughs) hundreds of film reels in a storage unit and now must piece together clues from the footage to find millions of dollars that he hid his inheritance. Will the journey pay off or will the endless collection of raw uncut video lead him in the wrong direction forever? It's called Your Real Father and it's spelled R-E-E-L. I'm going to spell it F-A-K-E. Okay. I'm
5: going to agree with F-A-K-E guy.
11: Is it weird that I wish it was real? (laughs) Well, you might be right. I'm going to say real. It's fake. But boy,
10: I'll sell it to you if you want it. It's a good one.
7: Fake TV or real TV.
10: All right. We're moving on. You ready? (laughs) Yep. Friday. I think we have time for maybe one more. One more. It. Here we go. Gilmore Girls breakout Alexis Bledel is back on TV as Suzy. She's a sous chef at New York's busiest and most posh Italian hotspot. Her confidence quickly wanes as the owner and head chef Anthony thinks she doesn't belong. But when in a bind, she has to make her own recipe for tiramisu. The dish becomes the restaurant's signature dish, and Anthony must learn to live with the inexperienced fresh-faced newcomer. It's called Susie Chef. Is this real or fake? <laughs>
5: Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say F-A-K-E. Okay.
9: How many A's did you put in
5: there? Couple. Just one. But I <laughs> sounded like a couple. I <laughs> contemplated a second.
9: Okay. okay. Um, I uh, Alexis Bledel, also excellent on Handmaid's Tale, by the way. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say no way, Jose. Okay.
11: I'm going to say I've seen that at least five times in a Hallmark movie. Okay. So it's very possible.
9: That's not the question.
11: But yeah. I don't think Alexis Bledel would put herself in a position to be on a show called Susie Chef.
10: <laughs> I'll sell to you, but it's fake. Okay. Uh, I'll put it on
7: television tomorrow
11: <laughs> if you like. Fake TV or real TV?
7: Oh, what can it be? I don't know. One thing is for sure: there is too much TV. It's the Kevin and Bean
2: Show on
1: K Rock.
9: Remember, about uh, 24 hours ago, the corn pop times. Those were those were great times. <laughs> oh, weren't they? Joe Biden. The corn pop times, how did the guy in the story that the former vice president was telling in Delaware the other day? How do you think he got the nickname Corn Pop?
5: I mean, it's not a great nickname if you're a gang member, which Joe Biden was saying he was. Sure, mm-hmm.
9: so corn pop. I can't imagine. I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, usually there's a story behind today. Well, how did he become Corn
10: Pop? Number one, he just liked corn pops. He liked the cereal corn pops. That would seem like That's the most possible. direct way. Sure. Another way would be that you taste good with milk. Ooh. Mm. That's very different. That's not as good. (laughs) Odd. Okay. We
11: want to talk about nicknames. Yes. You know how some like corn pops are misshaped? Maybe he was bald and his head was all like misshaped and had like ridges. Corn pop.
10: I mean, that's that's possible. Is that I worth mean, it? It's more likely that I'm tasting good with milk. <laughs>
9: <No>. <laughs> we thought it might be fun to talk about nicknames because many of us had nicknames, especially growing up. And kids, by the way, don't always give you the nickname that you uh, that you would wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just known as Stud. You know, that was just what they called me. It's just sure. Stud. Nobody called you that. One uh, 1067 <laughs> If you had a nickname. We want to hear what it was, particularly if there's an interesting story behind it. How about you, Kevin? Do you have a nickname going? I was thinking
5: up? about this yesterday, and I didn't think I had any, but I did remember that I had friends that used to call me uh, Bones. You were just because I was skinny and mm-hmm. nothing but Bones. I was It wasn't very creative, but that's what I had. Did you like it or not like it? I uh, didn't really like it.
10: Okay. Sounded <laughs> like I was going to say more there. It did, yeah, it yeah. Did. I was out. You just didn't like it. I didn't really like it. How about you, Jensen? Uh, in high school, I, I didn't have a great nickname from friends. Uh, it was mother because I was close with my parents. Oh <laughs> no, <Am I? laughs> not even mom. <laughs> they would say mother. Well, that was it. It was like the Norman Bates mother. Oh, it was that's like the awesome. Norman Bates way of saying. Oh. It. Like
9: you didn't get beat oh.
10: up enough just for being yeah. a dork. Now yeah. your nickname is mother. <gasps> yes, it was. Uh, it it didn't stick hardcore. That's awesome. But it is in my senior yearbook. I think my friends when we took out an ad in the Back where you, like, put up your friends' pictures, I do think it says Jensen Mother Carp. Oh, <laughs> my which is, God. Which is rough to see, you know, wow. 25 years later. Um, 20 years later. Mike Pence has to love you. Yes, I was the original Mike Pence.
9: Yeah. <laughs> 1-800-520-1067. What was your nickname and why? All right, Allie, you're up.
11: Uh, I was Firecracker. And Firecracker? And that was given to me by my high school tennis coach because I was explosive. I was just, um, I was... I'm not the tallest person. Not diarrhea, Kevin, okay, And okay. we could hear you whispering it. <laughs> that's a microphone in front of you. I just thought I said um, it quietly. I, uh, I'm i not tall. Uh, I like to say I'm 5'3 until people call me on it. Mm-hmm. I and then am, you're 4'9. I am 52 two. That's what I meant. And uh, I was explosive for a little person playing tennis. My uh, two-hand backhand,
10: firecracker. Wow, oh. that's a very positive nickname, says mother. You're a little bit jealous about Firecracker, aren't you? I wish someone would've looked at my strength. (laughs) It'll <laughs> me like funny or something, I don't know.
9: Did uh I mean it's complimentary. Did you did you like Firecracker?
11: I did. Um another girl on the team, Maureen Sifferman, um, big ups, if you're listening, she was called the blonde bombshell, and I was like, Well that's so much right? She might have been a perv now that I think about it.
10: Um come, here, real, firecracker. <laughs> here, real blonde wow. come here, my future wife. It's not a nickname. <laughs> Why do what? you
11: always make us ride with him instead of the bus? <laughs> yeah. It's you guys odd. you
9: guys sound like wrestlers on Glow is what you yeah. out like, oh, right? Nice. Firecracker and the blonde bombshell. All right, anyone <laughs> else on our show have a nickname they want to confess? Well, clearly Beer Mug has, has sure. one. Oh, yeah, Mugs, of, of course. Uh, who even knows Mugs' real name anymore, by mm-hmm. the way? He's just Phil? He's, he's Beer Mug. I think it might be Phil. He's Beer Mug <laughs> for life. All right, let's talk to uh, Josh real quick. Line 1, 1-800-520-1067. Josh from Downey, welcome to Kevin and Bean Show. How are you?
10: hey
4: good morning party people um so basically um my last name is uh rojas everybody called me red and then my sister started calling me sasquatch because i'm uh I'm you never not that tall. I'm a, um no it's just i'm well i'm a pretty hairy dude but uh <laughs> i'm really light-skinned and i'm you know about five eight five nine i'm not that tall but um compared to like everybody else You know, uh, my family, I'm like one of the tallest ones. So you think they called you Sasquatch Sasquatch.
5: because you were taller than most people and not because you were really hairy and because he's 5'9 and very very tall <laughs> yeah but you know again you know latin american people are not that tall to begin with so right i'm <laughs> right
9: all right sasquatch.
10: sasquatch red sasquatch
9: thank you for yeah. the call appreciate that let's go to john line 3 one he's in laguna hills and Jensen, i think you're about to feel pretty good being called mother okay hey good. john
5: all right. So my name is Josh. By the way, okay. Sorry. Um, in high in high school, uh, my high school football coach
4: couldn't pronounce my last name Lubetkin, so he called me Luby. And
10: yes. I oh, called,
1: Josh! I yes. Call,
5: I'm still called Luby by my best friend and everybody in high school still. Your best friend and everyone in high school is doing the right thing.
4: Luby. <laughs> <laughs> Love Love <it. laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> uh,
9: all right. Thank you, Luby. Appreciate the call. How about Eileen Bellflower line two up next on K Rock? Hi, good
6: morning. Good morning. Hi. Uh, so uh, growing up, I have twin brothers that are only a year younger than me. So they followed me through uh, through school,
7: mm-hmm.
6: uh, and they're so mean. So my name is Eileen, and they started calling me Eileeny the Weenie. Oh, uh, yeah. come on! Eileen so, I know, file, file. Uh, but but at first I hated it. But Weenie stuck, and it follows me now. So wait, that's I, the part that's-
5: that you don't hate anymore. <laughs> She hated the Ileeny, <laughs> right?
11: But yeah. Loves the weenie. Weenie. <laughs> oh, weenie.
5: Now, ah, yeah, listen, I love the name Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
11: it, it grew on me. Okay. So, so now a it's weenie
5: like grew it. on you. How That's great. great. That's a beautiful thing, it. isn't it? It's the Kevin and Bean <laughs> Show. K Rock. A couple of weeks ago, uh, Bean showed up for work and he said, "Guys, guys, I just want you to know something. I'm really, I'm really hurting today. I'm playing hurt. Mm-hmm. I think I fractured my hand." And we said, you going to the doctor? Not really. No. (laughs) So then, when was the other side of his hand? Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I told
9: you about it yesterday. It happened Saturday afternoon. What happened Saturday afternoon? Um, I tripped over my dog Mm -hmm. and and, and, uh, hit the marble floor with the same hand that was already fractured and fractured it again uh, in a different spot. So now it's fractured in two different places on the same hand.
5: So that's followed up by yesterday in our meeting when we're having a conversation and don't even ask why, which of us is a better tennis player? I'm
10: not positive. How do
5: you even get into that? We've been sticking into this for a while as to who's the best at tennis. And Bean said, and I quote, I would destroy you guys if it wasn't for my blank. Uh, My frozen shoulder. Frozen shoulder, uh, which none of us knew about. Now,
10: I would expect him to have said hand issues. Right, same.
9: Easily, yeah. No, because my hand is my left hand, and I play tennis with my right, and I'm an outstanding tennis player. I am Bean Wimbledon Baxter, for those who don't know. Speaking, speaking I'm sorry, the
5: injury again is frozen shoulder. And that happened when? Um about t- 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 three weeks ago now, I guess, and I just want to clarify you're not accident pro
10: I am not at all
9: okay. no this the frozen shoulder is just a thing that comes on you don't do you don't necessarily have to do anything to cause it to happen. It just happens on its own,
10: and how long has this been happening for you?
9: um well, this is my second time around. I had it one time before for about two years. Mm-hmm. And then it just went away. And it's what it is. Is it's exactly what it sounds like. The 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 nickname for it is the frozen shoulder. It has a technical name too. But you can't. I mean, you can barely lift your arm over your shoulder. Every, I mean, that it, sounds
10: debilitating. It's Dean. very painful. Yes. So have you went to the doctor for
9: that? I've not been to a physician. Are
11: you no. going? You just and- let it run its course for two
5: years. <laughs> Does it make? Did you make plans for the doctor after you fractured your same hand on a second place?
9: I thought about going because it hurt like a mofo, but I decided not to because I didn't. Look, look, look. There's not that much they can do about a fractured hand is how I look at it.
11: You know what I mean? As a doctor.
9: I am a doctor. Yes, mm-hmm. there's not. There's just not that much. And and it's not like it's not like a compound fracture where your leg is separated and it has to be fused together and you have to have a cast and all that. There's not that much room in your hand. It's gonna it's gonna heal itself.
10: Just for the record, I broke my hand and it, I needed a doctor. Just so it's out there. Oh, but that's you though. All right, listen. I'm the healthiest man. Also, alive. do you think frozen shoulder doesn't need a doctor as
9: well? I don't think it needs a doctor. I think it's just going to go away on its All own. All
5: right, as much as Doctor Bean has information, we All thought right. we'd bring in Doctor Mo. Oh who no, who actually does? Oh no, oh, no. Really? no, no. no.
9: <laughs> well, I don't want you to source me with a professional, <laughs> Doctor Mo. <laughs> doctor Mo, I'm very confident with my beliefs. I don't need you coming in here <laughs> screwing it up. Telling me I'm, I'm weak. <laughs> Good morning, Bean and everybody. Am I allowed to say you guys? Or is that
5: Absolutely. A
4: thing? You're allowed. Sure, yeah. uh, yes.
9: Yeah. In this room, it's so, a safe space. How
5: do you feel about what you just heard?
4: Well, clearly, because Bean doesn't go to the doctor, you got to bring the doctor to Bean, <laughs> yes. I guess. And having had some experience back at that old like, backstage falling off the stage thing.
5: Where mm-hmm. he didn't go to the doctor.
4: It, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Bean. Bing, 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 bing. Um, <laughs> tell me, okay, there's a lot of stuff to unpack here. One, the, so frozen shoulder, let's start with that. Okay. So you know for a fact, the technical word for that is adhesive capsulitis. Okay. So if, in fact, you've had it twice, mm-hmm. the going to a doctor can take that two-year span down to about, I don't know, eight weeks, so,
9: wow! Just, oh, and, wow, that seems I mean, pretty helpful. <laughs> wow! Uh, wh- what do they do, hey. Doc? You just oh, said it <laughs> won't go. Um,
4: well, first of all, you know what the first thing they could do? I don't know, diagnose you correctly and, and maybe treat. If this is really what it is, there's a couple of really simple things with uh, a certain type of physical therapy. They do this really cool thing where under an x-ray, sometimes they can numb up the skin and inject a little fluid in it and separate it and break up the scarring so it doesn't hurt so much. There's, there's some stuff they can actually do for you. That so, would be
5: great.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
4: two yeah. years, Bean's so.
5: ready to, he's just ready. He was yeah. like, hey, uh, went away with two years last <laughs> time, it'll be fine.
4: All right, so that's the shoulder thing. Now, let's get down to the hand thing. Now, I just, I'm going on a limb here. How do you know it's fractured? Like, do you have like a home x-ray unit or something? <laughs> Bean,
5: I mean,
9: Bean just knows. <laughs> you know what? I actually, this is going to surprise you, I do not have a home x-ray unit. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, because so it's a gut feeling. It, it it's a gut feeling because it hurts so bad, it hurts well beyond what I feel like a sprain would feel like. You know what I mean? Like it's throbbing all the time. Uh that's all what right. makes And so I have had other fractures in my life. Okay. Yeah, we know. Like, like cuz you never like fall.
4: That's right. this, that thing is a red thing when you hit the radiator and stuff. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So, now the if you can Kind of tell me, does it hurt on your, like, if you know where your wrist
9: is, does it hurt, like, towards the hand or towards the elbow? Like, which direction? You know what? I do know where my wrist is. It's funny.
10: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah.
9: where that x-ray machine comes from. Um, i got to start simple. Yep. It, <laughs> it hurts. Simple. To, I, look, we don't need to diagnose me on the radio here, you guys. All right. It, so, yes, look. Let's,
5: but, let's like, let's say that Bean's right and both part, sides of his hand are fractured just for the, psych, uh, for the uh, sake of time. Okay, the of time, two worst things that it could be. One is called the scaphoid fracture. It's one of the little,
4: uh, most commonly broken uh, bones in the wrist. There's a bunch of wrists and a bunch of bones in there that sort of act like marbles in a little bag, and they all work together. Okay. And one of them, if it's broken, and and I didn't believe this was actually a term, but it's uh, fall on outstretched hand, which the thing is foosh, F-O-O-S-H. Look that up. It's hilarious. That's but, what
9: I did. That that's is exactly
4: all, all what I did. Yeah. And if you did and you looked that up, you realize you probably should go to a doctor. If that little bone's broken uh, and it doesn't get set right, it can uh, start to, like, die. Kind mm, of. What? Um, yeah, and it makes your wrist unstable and you're prone to getting really bad arthritis. And that's the good one. The, I'm sorry, that's,
5: wait, the, that's good the
11: good one.
4: that's the good one. Yeah. The, the really cool S- one, and I know you guys are going to Google this afterward, and that'll be hilarious. But there's something simple called a Collie's fracture, and it's a break in the wrist, in the bone right above the wrist. And if you did break it, it's kind of rarer to break in older men, and it's a sign of osteoporosis. And like a doctor would tell you, you're at higher risk for a hip fracture than somebody else. So, in all seriousness, that is something. But if you don't get it treated, it can heal badly and cause your left arm to go into what's called a dinner fork deformity.
10: (laughs) (laughs) I want Bean to have a dinner
5: fork so
9: bad. I think you're making the right decision, Bean. What is a dinner fork deformity? well, do you know what a fork looks like?
11: Oh my gosh, I'm looking at it. Bean, you don't want it. <laughs> no, you I don't, don't want, it. want a he dinner fork it. deformity. It
5: sounds cool though. I no. want him to have it. Jensen and I are in favor of it. <laughs> I want him to have it back.
11: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Think now- of the back of a dinner fork, how it's rounded um up. That's your wrist. It's oh, just straight and then your yeah. wrist And that just- never goes away.
5: No. So Bean said, It'll it'll be uh, fine. And what can a doctor do for me? Those are the two questions.
9: I don't feel like this is the definitive answer, though. Rest in peace, Bean. <laughs> yeah, i I think I'm. I think I'm to keep doing what I'm doing. I think that's that's good advice. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: it's Kevin and Bean. Rock
9: Here's a California woman who did something in her sleep that you won't believe. So let's tell her story, then we're going to be looking for your story of crazy things you did while you were asleep at 1-800-520-1067. First, though, let's meet Jenna.
0: Jenna Evans can't help but blush when she talks about her fiancé, Bobby. We've
3: been together for five and a half years. Quite
0: a long time to get the ring of her dreams from the man of her dreams. I
3: designed it, and I picked all the stones and everything. But Tuesday
0: night, this three-stone band of love ended up in a dark place.
9: It's not a horror movie, lady.
5: It,
7: it is. It,
9: it is a it, it is a very cool ring, by the way. Two and a half carats, this diamond ring that she's uh, wearing. And wait till you find out where the dark place is it ended up.
3: I was having a dream that we were on a cargo train and it was a dangerous situation and Bobby told me, you know, you have to swallow your ring.
0: Her 007 dream world
3: became a real life emergency. Emergency! when i woke up and it was not on my hand i knew exactly where it was
9: so in her dream and we've all been confused when we're sleeping about what's real
2: and what's yep, fake sure.
9: in her dream she was told by her fiance oh my god we're it's we're in a dangerous situation we might get robbed you gotta swallow that ring and she did it while she was asleep and when she woke up and saw a bare finger she knew exactly what had happened how do you feel at that point uh, you, I think you start going through, what can I tell
5: my
10: fiance? <laughs> or also, <laughs> when am I going to poop? Could also yes, be one yeah. of my first thoughts.
0: Exactly. Where was it? It was in my stomach. <laughs> the couple felt panic hilarity then a little bit of both at 8 a.m. they rushed into urgent care and explained her
3: bizarre situation i wish i could have seen their faces the x-ray confirmed her story that's very clear there's no looking for it it's just right there
9: and you do see this pictures in this uh, this news report of the x-ray and right there man is her, her big old diamond ring just hanging out in her stomach So how what is
0: it you- it's still shiny in the x-ray
9: I know. It, look,
11: it, <laughs> it looks
6: does good, look right? really great. It's
0: yeah. great.
3: <laughs> yeah. Her gastroenterologist suggested an emergency endoscopy. I was really happy because I don't know if I'd ever be able to look at it and appreciate it in the same way if I had had to search for it
9: that's a very nice way to
10: say yeah <laughs> <it.
3: laughs>
10: you're not I, supposed to be doing that you're not supposed to be putting things in your butt
9: if i had had to search for it oh no. so how does that work i mean they said they put a tube down her throat but mm-hmm. they can't re- they can't bring the ring up with that tube like how i mean did they have to cut into her how do they get the ring out i think they could i would
11: think yeah Those? if it, it's a upper endoscopy don't they put the thing down then they yeah. could just kind of Hook it,
9: I think to so just kind of hook it. <laughs> no, yeah. but you, what you're saying is they pull it out like with a tube
10: in her in her throat, yeah. Uh-huh. I think they do it like how like you get vacuum. water out of a well, right? Oh. Like with a pail, like you like go, lassie
11: down. is like, <laughs> and you're like, where lassie, <laughs> the rings in
10: my poo. Uh, and so I think it just picks it up on the way out. I, that's so, what I said. Oh, that's
9: fascinating. So they don't have to cut into her,
11: no, they've got the little light in the camera on it, they see where it is, and they're
0: all. But if it, is in a, it if it
10: is in a tough place or a dark place, as they say, I uh-huh. think I think then they would have to cut in. All right, a mm-hmm. little yeah. more.
0: Meaning, let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she went under, and a few minutes later, Evans was reunited with her engagement ring.
3: I feel very grateful that I got it back, and that that it is it it does end as a happy, funny story.
0: A crazy adventure that gives new meaning to a sparkling bride inside and out. And a reminder to be a bit
3: more careful when going to bed. I have been taking it off at night. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case.
0: In San Diego, Rena Nakano, 10 News.
9: Uh, the reporter needs to be fired. Yeah. First of all. Not, yeah, that's nice. Second of all, um, that's what she did. She ate her engagement ring. That's what she hmm. did while she was sleeping, you guys. Had Fantastic. no memory of it until she woke up. So that's the topic at one 800 I think Lynn in Long Beach is going to set a high bar here of what we're looking for. Line two, please. Hey, Lynn. Hi.
7: So um, when I was about seven years old, I walked to my friend's house. In my sleep, asleep. Okay.
5: Whoa! Did you sleepwalk all the time? That was a thing.
7: Mm, now I do weird things, but back then it was kind of a random. That was like the weirdest thing I did, and so I walked her. I kind of remember the street under my feet. I remember ringing the doorbell, and then I don't remember anything else. And when I came back, my dad thought I was a burglar, like so he was about to jump me. And he shot me as I walked in the door. Oh <laughs> How far me. was your friend's house? It was like a block. Wow. And, and uh, I, you rang the I, doorbell? So, yeah, I rang the doorbell, and her dad was, like, this really hot-headed kind of guy. So if he would have answered, he probably would have shot me, too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and two dads wow. trying to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. You're lucky to be alive. So my dad,
7: yeah, so when I walked in the door, my dad is like, Lynn, where have you been? What are you doing? And I'm like, eh, I went to Leslie's house to play.
6: <laughs> Can I Uh-oh. ask
7: you a so, – uh, you were wearing
5: pajamas, I assume. You were I, mean, a kid, I was right? naked. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just saying it sort of matters because no. if you're asleep. Maybe My you're not thinking about that. Maybe you're not thinking about that.
9: Kevin, I don't know. You've you do. raised more children than I have, but how many seven year olds are sleeping naked? Honestly. I mean, that's a valid point.
10: And also okay. don't ask no, that I question on the radio. You could retract that. that
5: Another out. valid point. Okay.
9: <laughs> uh Lynn, that was Kevin
5: Ryder. <laughs> nope. Kevin Ryder is, is the name. Nope. You want to
9: tell the authorities. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more before the break. 1 800 520 1067. Let's make it James Pasadena line six up next on K Rock.
4: Hey, James. Hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, when, uh, one night, uh, first, probably the first time I took Ambien, I mm. uh, ended up getting up in the, the middle of the night and making myself a three-course dinner. <gasps>
10: three-course
4: dinner? Yep.
10: Wow. wow. Like,
4: a, yeah. you, like you
10: were a chef. Like you put together a full, uh, like, entrees and everything? I,
4: you know what? I
10: was actually uh, studying to be a personal chef. Wow.
4: And um, the way that I knew what had happened, is the next morning I had gone into my kitchen
10: and found out that
4: I had also done all the dishes.
11: Oh my oh,
7: God!
4: Wow, you
11: are a delight. <laughs> you know James. what? You're like
10: you would you're, be a perfect boyfriend or husband in your sleep, right?
11: Yes. You just wake yeah. him up in the middle of the night and you're like, I want fish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't what?
10: think waking anyone up and saying I want fish yeah. is a good idea. <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's a what great if, if, what <laughs> if he wakes <laughs> you up with the same request, Allie?
1: <laughs> all right, James. Oh, I think
5: we were all clear we on that it. joke. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah.
11: Yeah. where it was going? And uh,
9: noted. I'm uh, I'm asleep right now. I'm not in control of what okay. I'm doing. All right, one 1067 What did you do in your sleep? We'll take your calls next on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean. K
1: Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
9: California woman swallowed her engagement ring while she was sleeping because in a dream, that's what she had to do. And she woke up in real life and found out that's what she had done. So we're taking your calls on things you've done while you were asleep. Let's talk to Emmett. She's in L.A. Please, line five. Emmett, good morning.
7: Hi, good morning. What's up? So I was about eight years old and I woke up, but I was still kind of sleeping. And I went to my bathroom and I started peeing in the bathtub.
10: Okay. All right. Okay.
5: So far, so good. And
7: and so after this happened, I started walking to my room, and instead of going to sleep back in my bed, I opened up my cabinet drawer and started sleeping in
11: (laughs) Oh, my God. I love this story so much. You went
5: back to your room and slept in a cabinet.
7: (laughs) I slept in a
11: cabinet drawer. Were your parents like, who peed in the bathtub? (laughs) Emmett, are you asleep in the cabinet?
9: (laughs) Again, again. <laughs> again. Was that your only experience sleepwalking, or was this a frequent problem for you?
7: Um, I think a couple of times I peed on the floor, but this is the only one where I
9: slept stuck in a cabinet. That's crazy. <laughs> Alright, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Angela is in Long Beach on line six. This is not her, but this is her husband. I think you guys will enjoy.
6: Hey, Angela. Hi, how's it going? Good,
9: thank you. Tell us about your man. Um, yeah,
6: so I'm hoping he's not listening because he's going to kill me, but, um, so a number of years ago, when we were first married, he used to sleep naked, and um, he. we also at the time were living with my mom, and one, one night he gets up, I see him go out the wrong door, but I'm not really paying attention, and then in the morning I find out that he walked through the living room, butt naked, stood in front of my mom, then went outside and peed in the bushes. <sighs> And then he came back in, in the house and stood in front of my mom as she was sitting on the couch watching TV with just a shocked look on her face. And then he, like, I guess, I don't know, scratched himself and came back to bed. And so then in the morning, my mom was like, Ange, Ange, is he on drugs? Um, and so then I had to tell Listen her to her, me, honey.
5: I need to move out. I need to move out today. <laughs> yeah.
6: Let's it's like see. the funniest
10: story. I will have wow. what your husband is having. I think that sounds like the way to live. Thank a, you for the what, call. What a terrible mistake by her husband. <laughs> oh, Jensen. How awful. Was her mom hot? It's the only question we didn't Come ask. Come on. Man, what a terrible thing to have done. Obviously, let's, uh, sleepwalking. Let's
9: go to line uh, three in Pasadena and say hi to Chris. This is, a, this is a little more than just walking around your house. Chris, what did you do while you were asleep?
4: Um, I went and played pickup basketball at the park what? in my pajamas.
9: How is that even possible that that wouldn't wake you up? Oh, I actually actually did
4: wake up kind of on the court. Like I have no memory of walking there. And actually, honestly, guys, the first like minute or two, it dawned of me was I, like abducted by aliens. Was like I was missing time never had a never slept walk since or before
5: so it... oh so you were trying to figure out just exactly what got you there playing basketball and you thought maybe one of the options was abducted by an alien I mean,
11: chris let's yeah. not rule that out
5: right maybe it is <laughs> it's
11: yes. possible
4: I, uh,
9: honestly
4: ali i have not ruled it out since
11: hey, i mean it,
4: uh, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility i do have to ask did your butt hurt it's a great question well, yeah, you really didn't have to ask that, Bean. But no. It didn't. <laughs>
9: okay. Well, when you're talking about abductions, that's usually one way to tell. Great point. Thank you very much for the call, Chris. Let's say hi to Line One's Brett. He is in Huntington Beach. Up next, talking about things you did in your sleep. Hi, Brett. Thanks for listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. Good
4: morning, party people. Morning. What'd you do? So it wasn't me. It was my wife. Sure. Go and- ahead. And... It was the day before I was going to turn in my final teaching credential project. And I woke up looking for it, couldn't find it. The house was all rearranged, furniture uh, moved.
5: What a panic.
4: <laughs> and I'm, I'm losing my mind. And I finally opened up the refrigerator to get a water bottle because I'm sweating from tearing up the house, and it was in the fridge.
5: <gasps> she put it in the fridge?
4: Yeah. I No, she still... She didn't take Ambien, nothing, but four years of work almost went down the drain because she cleaned up the house and decided it needed to go in the fridge.
9: I mean,
10: that's a woman for you, right? I'm not even sure what that means. I don't think that works. (laughs) All of these mistakes sound so, I mean, so accidental. You you think her
11: wife just did not want him to become a teacher, so she sabotaged him?
10: Well, I'm just saying, it just sounds like everyone hates their spouses and is like, oh, I was sleeping when I I had sex with that woman. I stood in front of my mother-in-law naked. Uh I believe Brett's story. I I believe I keyed your car in my
9: sleep. (laughs) Let's go to line five, Los Angeles. Let's say good morning to Ashley on the Kevin and Bean Show. Morning, Ashley. Good morning. So this was your mom was asleep.
8: So yeah, my mom um tends to sleepwalk or she does things when she's asleep. Um one one time when I was like really little, I was about maybe 4 or 5 years old. Um it, my mom and my dad were having like a really big fight and um and my dad decided, you know, he was going to take his things and he was walking out and she was sitting down on the couch the whole time. And then all of a sudden she wakes up. Well, I mean she was her eyes were uh uh they were open, but I guess she snaps out of it. Mm-hmm. And then she just asked him, like, "Hey, where, what are you, where are you going? Like, where are you taking those clothes?" And he's like, "Well, what do you mean? Like, they were, you know, I'm leaving the house." He's like, "She's like, he's like, I'm leaving. I'm tired of this." And she's like, um, "Okay, well, she didn't really know what was going on. It turns out she was asleep the whole time."
9: Oh wow! Conversations yeah. with people while you're asleep is the most terrifying thing to me. Yeah, that yeah, doesn't seem so,
8: good. Yeah, she does. She does that. She does things like that. She she's woken up and uh, well, it looks like she's awake, but she's really not. She has kind of like a lost um, look on her face. But she, she's done it where, like, you know, she's poking my back, and she thought it was, I was an ATM. did <laughs> <Wait, laughs> my come out of your butt? There. <laughs>
6: yeah. There's crazy things like that. So we already know when she has that
8: lost look, it's like she's,
9: she's asleep. Gotcha. Thank you, wow. Ashley. Let's do one more. Let's close with Sarah Line 7. She's in Mission Viejo. I think this is my favorite. Hey, Sarah.
7: Hey. Uh, yeah, I... Hi there. Hi. Um, I have woken up without my shirt three times. Hiya, folks. Yeah. Okay.
11: <laughs> is it maybe that you just get hot during the night? So you, you take off your top?
10: And how hot? I
11: guess
10: how so. hot? How hot would you get? <laughs> Walk
11: us through so it, Sarah.
7: <sighs> okay. Um,
9: now, this is no big deal if it's just you in your bed, but are you also sleepwalking and you're just walking around like the house topless or the neighborhood topless?
6: <laughs> No, I just wake up that way, but have absolutely no memory whatsoever of taking off my shirt.
11: I'll find it on the floor. I'll find it under a pillow. Yeah.
5: i just
6: like to say, I don't think we want to
5: discourage
11: this. But do you ever, like, <laughs> check your phone the he next day? All of a sudden, you realize you just FaceTimed people. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's me, Sarah. These are my boobies. Hello.
1: <laughs> I can't think about it. I <laughs> Keep mean, I do it, think. Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K Rock, KROQ.
9: Allie, what's happening on this Tuesday?
11: Not great news, you guys. Um, as you all know, Alex Trebek, the host of Jeopardy, was diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer this past March, and then in May he had said he was near remission, and people were so thrilled because pancreatic cancer doesn't have a a great final outcome for most i would say the majority of people well alex trebek has uh put out a video keeping people abreast of what is going on and it's not the best news
9: one of the things i've learned in the past six months is that the course of pancreatic cancer treatment is not a straightforward affair there are always curves and unexpected events this past summer Because I was making such good progress, we thought I was finished with chemo. That was a bit premature and certainly over-optimistic. I began immunotherapy, but that didn't go very well at all. My numbers went
8: south, dramatically and quickly. The doctors are now re-examining
9: my situation, and it appears I will be having more chemo treatments ahead of me. Hey, they worked very well the first time. So we're expecting good results again. But please keep me in your good thoughts and prayers. Believe me, it means a lot.
11: Hmm.
9: Yeah, that sucks.
11: No! Yeah. Yeah. So he stopped chemo, started immunotherapy, and he said he lost 12 pounds in a week. And the numbers just went sky high even higher than they were when he was first diagnosed. So he is back on chemo, and in typical Alex Trebek form, he plans to keep showing up for work as long as he's able to. Unbelievable. <sighs> I, don't, I don't like things. No, that sucks. Yeah. You want some good news-ish?
5: Ish? Sure. We'll take it after that last story.
11: Uh, you want to be saved by the bell?
10: Oh, this is good news.
11: It's all right. Uh, NBC Universal's newly named streaming service, which I was not aware uh, that their new streaming service would be called Peacock. Peacock. They're teaming up with Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley for a new Saved by the Bell series. Here's the interesting thing. They say sources say the streamer is in talks with other cast members, including Mark Paul Gosselaar, to potentially return. Here's why it's interesting, because here's what the show is about. The comedy explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morris gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools. So, he proposes that they send the affected students to the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The mm. influx of new students give the overprivileged Bayside kids a much-needed and hilarious dose of reality. Nope. I feel like if the show centers around California Governor Zach Morris doing this... You should be sure to have Zach Morris. I mean, it
5: seems like you would want that.
11: They're in talks with. Um, maybe hold off on the announcement until mm-hmm. yeah. I don't
9: know. Maybe don't do the show
11: <laughs> without <laughs> another good thought. Without Mark Paul Gosselaar at no, all. Yeah.
9: Period.
5: Even with, oh, at all yeah, in okay. general.
11: Okay, okay. Um, we will see what happens, but Peacock is launching in April of 2020.
9: Oh, they don't have much time then.
11: No, they don't have a lot of time. They do, however, have another show. Did any of you read the Hollywood Reporter's investigative feature on Evangeline?
10: No. Evangeline. Hmm? Angeline. Angeline. Yes. Why did I
11: say Evangeline? Not I not sure. Angeline. Yes, it was yes, great. It was amazing. Really good. And if you don't know who Angeline is, uh, what are you doing? She's the woman with the crazy blonde hair, the little pink dress. She drives around in a little pink Corvette. Has she ever done anything other than that?
5: Uh, not really. Billboards, or pink Corvettes. She's it. been in
11: like movies and stuff. She has? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
9: But just as a cameo because she was already famous from the billboards that some mysterious benefactor put up on her behalf. I mean, she's not famous for anything Any right? else. Yeah. yeah, she's
11: yeah. a self created pop culture icon. Which in two thousand
10: nineteen is uh that's famous now. Yeah. I yeah. don't
9: know anyone who hasn't seen Angeline in person around Southern California.
4: Oh, absolutely.
11: I, uh, I mean, everyone has.
9: Yeah. I, I bought bought gas. Uh, you know, next door to a gas pump one time. You know, I mean, she's just always out there being Angeline.
11: And she was, I think, one of the first to be like, "Oh, you want a picture? Sure, pay me."
10: Right. So you would take a picture
11: with her by your car, and then you'd have to give her ten bucks.
10: And her origin story is wild.
11: It's amazing, and that is what they're going to be doing on NBC Universal's newly named streaming service, Peacock. They have bought the rights to The Hollywood Reporter senior writer Gary Baum's investigative feature based on the L.A. Billboard Diva. Playing Angeline? Emmy Rossum. Okay.
10: I don't I mean, necessarily see the uh, you know similarity. I don't either. But uh, she's a great well. actress. She's a great actress. She can so make it happen.
11: Absolutely. Um, if you don't know the story of Angeline, uh, it was uncovered in this expose. She is... The daughter of Holocaust survivors, um, and basically she was born in Poland in 1950 to parents who were among the 500 to survive um, out of a town of 13,000. Her parents were sent to concentration camps before escaping to America and settling in L.A.'s Fairfax district. Then her mother passed away, father remarried, and she went to high school in Panorama City. And the paper trail ends there. That's the with weird her. part. Nobody knows what happened between high school and when she just started appearing on billboards and driving that pink. Is it a Corvette? It says, I guess so. I think it it think says Corvette, Cadillac yeah. in I this think it article, started which, as a
10: Cadillac and okay. then has, be, has changed over the years.
11: But what happened in that chunk of time? Yes. Who's paying for all of these billboards? <gasps> I love this show so much already. And it's her <laughs> and, uh,
10: it's Emmy and her husband, right? Her
11: husband who created Mr. Robot, yeah. um, who is wonderful, Sam Ismail. And it's, wow, I'm in. Now you got me, Peacock. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Right? Good times, everybody. <sighs> you want to hear some birthdays? Sure. Great. Cassandra Peterson, also Elvira. known. Yeah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Also, why did he say it originally so quickly?
10: It's got to be imagine. a game. It's got to be a game or something where he's trying to get it out fast. Maybe. Let's Play hear one it more again. He's yeah. way faster.
11: Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Well said, Kevin. Happy birthday to Phil Jackson, Bobby Lee, and Baz Lerman, And that's what's happening.
2: The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock.
5: Our success rate with
9: new games
5: mm. is
11: right around 8%. <laughs> oh, I think that's generous. <laughs> that's high. Mm.
9: <laughs> well, I do know that the last one was the biggest disaster in a while. <laughs> but that didn't stop us from getting right back on the horse, did it? Nope. We are giving away tickets every hour today on the Kevin and Bean show for the Black Keys at the Wiltern. Huge band, small venue. I think they play like uh, Staples Center and stuff, don't they? The Black Keys? Yeah, sure. Yeah, they're headliners, and uh, this is a great chance to see them in a small place. Uh, You go to KROC.com to win another chance, or you can be on hold right now at 1-800-520-1067. The game is called Black Key or White Key. Is
4: it a black key? Is it a white
5: We
7: understand. Is it a white key? So, what's going to happen?
5: Is it a black key? Or is it a white key? Is it a black Please stop.
4: Is it a
2: white
4: (laughs) key? Is it a
9: black (laughs) (laughs) key? Or is it a white key? Okay, I think we're we're yeah. now we're done. Okay, Omar, I yeah. can't help but notice you brought a piece of uh, musical equipment in here is with it, you this morning. What's going a, on? Is it a toy? Is
10: It, a, it is a toy. Is it, it, it's a toy piano. It's my daughter's uh, toy piano. And uh, Jensen brought up in the uh, morning show hey, office don't yesterday. Put me, under <laughs> <him>. <laughs> Jensen's, idea. Jensen's idea,
9: definitely yeah.
5: Jensen's idea. You know
10: what idea. we
9: should do? We should have the listeners call in
5: and see if they can guess if I'm playing a white key or a.
9: Black key. Oh. Okay. Exact, exactly the same. Oh, it doesn't well, a well. trained ear. Shh,
11: shh,
9: shh. White key. Black
5: key. I
11: can definitely tell the difference. Yeah. Okay.
5: There you go. But mm-hmm. Can okay. you tell the difference when you're only playing one of them? That's the question. <laughs> all right. oh. Let's see. All
10: right, so that's all you have to do is uh, tell us whether it's a black key or a white this key. This was a our... good idea for a game,
11: Allie. I i it. I it. it. think it's great. Who's
9: okay. our first contestant, please? Kathy and Victorville. Good morning.
11: Good
9: morning. All right. If you get this right, if you correctly identify the color of the key that Omar is playing on the toy piano, you go into the drawing. Someone at the end will win tickets to the black keys on Thursday night. You ready to hear it?
7: Yes.
9: Good luck.
11: That's a white key. Oh, Oh, sorry. Oh, man. man. Blackie, Kathy. Oh, man, wow. Kathy. I wow. thought, I thought white too.
9: Kathy is racist. Is right. That's
5: what you're a, saying. F, That's not what I'm saying. So <laughs> uh, saying. <laughs> uh, no. Jeff will Long
9: Beach, hi.
5: Hello, Jeff. Hey, how's it going? All right. You ready go for your key? So far, so good. I'm
10: ready.
6: All right, here we go. Oh, uh, blackie,
2: it's a blackie. It's a blackie.
5: Yeah,
2: nicely done. All
10: right, he's in
5: the draw. Who's mm-hmm. our next contestant? Jose in Panorama City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All
10: right. You ready for your key?
5: Yes, sir.
10: Here
5: we go. That is a terrible key right mm-hmm. there. I'm going to go ahead and say white key.
4: It's a white key! It is a white key! it a black
2: key. Right, it's right, right. It's right, a right, right. right. white key. Right. You got it
9: right. Sure. That one uh, sounded more like a broken key, that yeah. last one. Yeah, that one's a little a, janky. Don't know if that's a third option, but.
5: Uh, let's go to Eric in uh, Thousand Oaks. Good morning. Yeah, Eric.
10: Good morning, party people. This game is torture. <laughs> <It's tough. laughs>
9: All right. You're All right. right. Uh, uh, clear your head. Do not be racist, but listen up. Is this a black key or is this a white key? Oh, that's a black key. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yes. 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 Yes, he
5: already
4: said. He said it was. Yeah. Is okay. it a yes, He said it was. Yeah. By the
9: way, a higher success rate than you might expect just based on the 50-50 odds, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, let's go to Phil in Anaheim. Good morning. Hey, how's it going?
5: Hey, it's going well. Are you ready? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
9: I hope Phil gets this right. I, I went into the drawing. All right, here we go.
4: Oh,
9: that sounds sharp. Uh let's go let's go black
5: key. Yep.
9: Black key! Right. Black. You got is it a one? Okay. Maybe uh maybe just one more contestant, please, for all of our sanity. That's all right. we can take.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um let's go to what is it? Karis. Caris? Caris? Is it Iraq? Hey, Car- good
7: morning. Hi. It's Caris. Karis. Hi. Karis. Hi. how
9: okay.
5: are you? Good, thank you. Is that a, no, a Is
7: that a Is that a
9: made-up name, something your parents came up with, (laughs) or did it exist before?
7: That is a made-up
6: name. My dad was a pastor, and it is a Greek name. But I'm Swedish, so go figure.
7: Okay. (laughs) It (laughs) all makes
10: sense right until that last part. Just as confusing as our game. All right. (laughs) Okay, good luck. Black key or white key? Here's Omar.
7: So, yikes. Um, I'm going to say that's a black key. Uh. Uh. Is it a black key?
10: It's not no, a black. It's not. Key. It is white. It is white. Right, right. It's white. It's white. It's white.
9: white, white. the second one. Kara sounded like a nice lady, too. I'm sorry she did not make the drawing, but Jeff did, Jose did, Eric did, and Phil did. They are all in the running to win tickets for the Black Keys at the Will Turn Thursday night. By by the way, don't forget again, a bonus chance to win at karat.com. But who's our winner this hour?
11: I believe he called the game Torture. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Congratulations, Eric. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for playing the game.
10: Is it a black key? Is it a white key? It's the Kevin and Bean
2: Show.
9: Daniel Comedian, host of Adam Ruins Everything on True TV and Factually, the podcast available wherever you get yours, and a phenomenal head of hair, ladies and gentlemen. Adam hey. Conover. Hey. Here
2: on the Kevin Thank Reed you show. so much for having me and my hair on the show.
9: I think it's just, it's a crime to have to put headphones <laughs> on that hair, man. <laughs> it, was
5: a, it was an odd second when you sat down and Bean said, why haven't we had you on before?
2: <laughs> like well, you could answer that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure, you know. I, I don't know. I'm thrilled like to be here. Well,
9: we've been, we've missed boat because you're in the third season of
2: Adam Ruins yeah.
9: Everything and mm-hmm. it's it 100% our kind of show at least my kind of show because I'm a, like you a very very curious people I think Kevin and Ali's thought is that you ruin too many things that they would prefer blissful ignorance about <laughs> Head <laughs> in the sand, that's my thing
6: well, the
2: sand. well that's what the show is about, you know our show we debunk common misconceptions for folks who don't know and you know, it's an informational comedy show but uh, my belief is that it's always better to know the truth about anything, there's no, no virtue in no, ignorance, do will be ridiculous, <laughs> no yeah, it totally, it <laughs> completely is. Because it's a little uncomfortable at first, but then when you find out the truth, then you learn how you can, you know, have more power in the world and it makes you, you know, when you, there's no bad thing about understanding the world around you You said better. there were 62 different types of insects in every, in the average house. Yes, there's 62. I don't need to know that. <laughs> well, you might, because then it might make you a little bit less upset when you see a particular insect, you know, when you see a spider or something like that. You're like, well, like there's just 60, the
10: 61 left.
2: Like, I, I <laughs> tell (laughs)
5: I got bit by a brown recluse. That happened. Oh my Mm gosh! Yes, and it was about a three-month thing. Wow, yeah. did so you really? When you say 62 types of insects, <laughs> I'm like, oh, dear Lord. Now, do you know it was,
2: are you sure it was a brown recluse? How do you know?
5: I didn't see it, but all of the way that my skin reacted mm-hmm. to it and the skin kept dying and everything, it was, they pretty much eliminated everything
2: else. God, because one of the things we talk about in the episode airing tonight, which is Adam Ruins Bugs, we talk about how sp- people are, you know, unnecessarily afraid of spiders. Just and not one true. of the reasons. Not true. <laughs> I, I kill all spiders. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I don't deli- know. A them. lot of people who think they got a spider bite, like, uh, you know, people's fear about spider bites, mm-hmm. most of the time, spider bites are actually something else. It's not actually sp- you. I, I think that's very what Kevin, well could have been bitten well, by an well, actual Well, that's what spider. Kevin thought. Kevin that's did what, what first, normal
10: yeah. people did and ignored it, and then as his back started to melt, uh, <laughs> he went to a doctor, and they were like, this is a brown recluse. Like, he's the wow. one guy we know. Yeah, that's, like, exceptionally rare to actually be bitten right. by a spider. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations and, and to you. And after
5: that, my partner Bean said, I'm still team spider. I am. <laughs> yep. yeah. I thought that was yeah. odd, but. It I had love,
9: a point. I love
2: spiders and I pick them up and put them outside because aren't they, Adam? You're the yes. expert here.
9: Aren't they 99% positive to the world? They
2: are extremely positive. They obvi- obviously everybody knows spiders eat, kill and eat other bugs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we actually talk about on the show how spiders are like a natural pesticide and if there were no spiders, we couldn't even grow crops because spiders are so important to eating pests that like, like would to destroy to say our crops
5: outside my doors. <laughs> <if>
2: that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, would just like to say but, that think, was a spider eating a pest is what I would like to say. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it outside on a playing card, great idea. That's a, that's a really good way to do it. After you let it bite you a couple times, then let it outside.
11: Are you mean, gonna, is, is, sorry, Bean. Uh, are you going to get into like how they are in our ears, how we're eating them throughout the oh, night? Oh, yeah, 100%. Thing? Oh,
2: that's the
10: second act of the show. No. Yes. Oh, well,
2: no. well,
11: eating spiders
2: in the night, that's a, that's a myth. That's okay. a rumor. That's literally okay. like a fake tweet that somebody right. said. That's
10: from a Snapple Top.
2: Yes, that's it's where one it was. yeah, it, yeah it, yes. that we eat spiders in the middle of the night. That's we, that's not true at all. We had a listener who used to put duct tape on her mouth
5: overnight because <laughs> she was afraid of that very thing. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, you don't eat spiders at night. What you do eat, eat is a lot of bugs during the day. There's a huge number of bugs in your food already. Canned vegetables have a ton of bug parts in them. Uh, mouths, thoraxes and things like that. And we did the math. If you eat 100 pounds of chocolate, mm-hmm. by the time you've eaten 100 pounds of chocolate, you have eaten 1 pound of bugs because, yeah, one hundredth of the weight of uh, chocolate is bugs. Worth it yeah <laughs> I think a lot of people think it is worth it and the FDA literally it is hundred percent allowed because they're like, hey this is a safe form of protein the only problem is if people notice there's bugs in there so they have a limit where it's like you can't have so many that people are literally, literally seeing bug legs yeah but, you know I think that's a probably a good policy you're <laughs> harvesting you're harvesting plants there's bugs on the plants you're yeah. grinding mm-hmm. them up there's mm-hmm. going to be some bugs in your food well extra protein. And so we actually go on to talk about how now that that might make you unhappy to learn that, right? That might be momentarily uncomfortable. But we go on to tell you that uh, the, b- bugs are such an efficient form of protein in terms of how much fuel they use, how much water they use, etc. In a growing world where more and more people need food to eat, we should all be eating more bugs, and we should be making you know flour and and you know protein meal and stuff like that out of bugs. And so we should all be comfortable. Oh, so you're saying we're not we're, eating
5: enough bugs. We're not eating enough <laughs> bugs.
2: We should all get comfortable with eating more bugs. We have a chef come on the show. Um, to, uh, you know, prepare a meal with bugs, a delicious uh, meal using ant larvae and things like that. And Uh, did you eat it? Uh, I did eat it, and it was good. (laughs) <laughs> it was yeah. a little like, you know, there's some of it like has the texture of caviar, you know. Have you
10: learned anything on your show that's bummed you out? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that's,
2: you know, I think it's my duty to learn these things. Sure. Um, so, like, I'm a big old fan of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my favorite sporting event. I get really excited for Love it, it every four years. Yeah. And the Olympics is terrible all the way around. First of all, the athletes, except for the Michael Phelpses of the world, are not paid. Um, in fact, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, prevents them from making money. Yeah, you because you have they, to be an amateur to compete, right? Yeah, you have to be an amateur to compete, and they don't let you use the Olympics to raise money. So you can't say, hey, I'm a shot putter in, you know, Illinois, and hey, everybody chip in because I'm going to the Olympics. They'll sue you if you use <laughs> oh my, the phrase cool. the Olympics to try to make that money. That seems not cool. And so we talked to this dude who is a Olympic gold medalist for the U.S. in shot put, and mm-hmm. he said, I couldn't feed my family that same year because oh. I wasn't able to make money at wow. uh, at this, and then that's just the athletes. But he can for, throw a rock
9: really far, though he's got that, right? <laughs> yeah. In
2: case that's ever needed. At least
11: yeah. there's, there's been no shadiness with the IOC. Like
0: they are, yeah. They, yeah. are so light yes, they, they are so that's great news. they are. They're, there horrendous. you go.
2: Yeah, they're really, really bad, and yeah. that's what we go on to talk about. That they make billions and billions yeah. on, you know, the Pepsi endorsements, things like that. But the athletes aren't paid, and then the cities are usually uh, screwed as well. And I to ask you about that, Adam, because I've, yeah, oh,
9: and I know a lot of. People People have thought that this cutter award for a couple of years from now was super shady for the because World Cup, yeah. yeah, for oh, the World yes, Cup, yes. right. Oh, is it World Cup? I'm yep. sorry. But any of these cities that win it, I always feel like there's some underhanded money changing hands. Oh, and- absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because look who it benefits,
2: right? The people it primarily oh. benefits is it, it here in L.A., where we're going to have the Olympics. right? It benefits the mayor because he gets to say, well, I got the Olympics here. Sure. Who else does it benefit? Well, maybe I'll buy a ticket and go see a track meet. I get a little bit out of it. It really benefits the developers who right. are building the stadiums, building new Olympic hotels and yep. things like that. Who does it hurt? The people who used to live in those buildings that are going to get torn That's down. Yeah. yeah. There are people already getting pushed out because, you know, the Olympics is a couple years away, but the developers are saying, well, we're going to turn this into condos. Dude, you're and kind hotels. of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and here's yeah. the thing, but here's the thing. Now I have a richer understanding of the Olympics. And when I watch it, I'm still going to watch it. Now I know this about it. I can tell other people about it. I can be informed. I can I'm still going to go buy a ticket. Sure. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Of course. Sure. But, 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 but Los I know Los this now.
9: benefit from the cleaning up ahead of the world's eyes being on our stage by getting infrastructure I'll, repaired and I'll things like you, that.
2: I'll tell you. You, well, first of all, look—they're building a lot of subways and things like that for the Olympics. They're accelerating that. That's good, right? But that when, is talk good about, news. when you talk about cleaning up, like there have been cities that literally would just move homeless people yeah. out, yeah. like it's just, be just brutal, clean, like or just low-income people, right? Yeah. And just like get out of here, get off the streets because we want to put on a nice face. And those people get shoved away. I mean, you saw but they what a happened free in China. Bus ride <laughs> <laughs> to another city, get until a free, they get bu- the free bus ride to twenty miles out of Joshua Tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
9: <That's sad>. yeah. <laughs> all right. And Adam Conover is here. The show is called Adam Ruins Everything. It airs uh, every Tuesday night at 10 on True TV in its third season. We want to talk some more about that and the podcast as well with Adam and his hair right after this on K-Rock.
2: The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous
1: K-Rock.
9: Be uh, very energetic, and by that I mean I'm exhausted, Adam <laughs> Conover is in studio with us right now. Uh, before we get back to Adam Ruins Everything and talk a little bit about the Facts lead podcast, I just wanted to ask just a brief summation of how you got started. Was it with uh,
2: improv, stand-up, what, Adam? Yeah, well, I did uh, sketch comedy for many years, and then simultaneously I started doing stand-up in uh, New York City as a comic, and that's why this show is kind of a combination of sketch and stand-up in style. But, I, you know, when you're a comic, you're trying to... Uh, first you learn how to make people laugh and then after that you have to learn how to make people like give a crap about what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so I started like I've just always been an information sponge and like sucked in information like this and I just started in my act like telling it to the audience and going like that's crazy isn't it? And like the first thing I ever did that with was the story about the diamond engagement ring. How the tradition of the diamond engagement ring was invented by the De Beers Corporation in the 30s and promoted in an ad campaign then we all forgot it was an ad campaign and now we treat it like it's a rule like you have to sure. do it right? So we all got suckered <laughs> we have into to it.
9: pay two on salary, too, according to, to Beers,
2: yes, right? Yes, exa- I mean, oh, exactly. It what was it? Exactly. And that's like in my joke, because it's like in a hundred years, we were all going, what's that old rule? Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time, you must eat pizza all the time. Okay. All right. I guess that's what you have to do. Um, and so I started doing that on stage. And when I told tho- those jokes, I noticed people really paid attention and they started like leaning forward and going like, whoa, is that true? That's crazy. You know, he's a comedian, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, the- then I started doing, I was working at College Humor and we made uh, sketches Of, uh, you know, we did web videos of it and then we sold it to True TV and then here I am now. Fantastic. Now, do you still do stand-up? Yeah, as much as I can. I've been touring a new live show called Mind Parasites, which is about uh, sort of this uh, psychedelic biology class about like these messed up uh, parasites that control their hosts' minds in nature. Like, oh, nice. Like a fungus that controls the mind of an ant and stuff like that. And I use that as a way to talk about the cultural parasites that are trying to control our minds. So I talk about advertising, alcohol, talk about, talk about my own journey quitting drinking, and I talk about the social media algorithms and Would, how- would
10: you have taught if you didn't get into comedy? You no,
2: that's a really good question. I, I wanted to, when I was in college, I was like, I want to go to grad school and be a professor and go to college forever. It's like, <laughs> kind the family business. Yeah, right? yes, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, my family are all PhDs. My my parents are both college professors. Um, and I, uh, actually, sorry, my dad's a college professor. My mom was a teacher for many years. And uh, I wanted to go into that, but I had really bad ADD, and I could not get the reading done. Like, I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, stick to one thing. I'm always jumping around from article to article. So happy to hear that. <laughs> and that's just what, how... my mind works and that's so i went into comedy instead and i sort of knew i could do it's kind of the same thing in comedy a little bit took me 10 years to figure out how but
9: with the stuff that you've presented on adam ruins everything have you ever changed anything uh and and by that i mean has your has your undercover investigation or explanation Mm. resulted in the industry responding
2: Oh, that's a good question. Um, let's see. I think sometimes we're part of a trend where you start to see movement. You mm-hmm. know, we're never the first person saying something. We're the people saying it funniest, and we're saying it in a place where people don't. Uh, you know, people don't normally have access to it. Mm-hmm. But like, so we did a thing on Luxottica, right? Luxottica is the conglomerate that owns almost every glasses company. Oh you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Oh, I you, know this. Y- yeah, yeah. When you go to a glasses store, you go to a LensCrafters. That's owned by Luxottica. All the brands in the store are owned by Luxottica, is that right? Yeah, they manufacture. Them and they also uh, run uh, eye, eye care insurance, vision insurance, stuff like that. So they're vertically integrated like that. And so they can jack up the prices everywhere along the way. And so that's why, you know, you started seeing brands like Warby Parker come out there suddenly selling similar glasses for $100 where Lenscraft are selling them for 500 right? But um, still, like, they own like something like 70% of the market, 80% of the market. Um, now, we did that. 60 Minutes had already done a piece on it. Mm-hmm. We did it a couple years later. Luxottica sent a cease and desist to uh, the Huffington Post, I think, for reporting on our piece um, um and so you're that's
9: start- a badge of honor but Not now you know. guys
2: uh, about us, they said. But about not you guys. Assist. You didn't get a season. They didn't assist. send it to us specifically. Oh, they, were try- they were trying to bully the HuffPo. Sure. Um, yeah, I know. I want to <laughs> hear. I want to get. It, I want to get it specifically. Of myself. course. I want to get hit with the lawyer letter. <laughs> but because we're like, hey, this stuff is true. Like yeah. it's fully researched. We've got citations for everything. We don't go out on a limb and insult people who you know where this isn't already known. Right. right. We're looking. We're going after the work of journalists, scholars, people like that. What's the topic that you get the most um, negative reaction to? You know, we do a lot. Uh, uh, topics about, not a lot, but we do occasionally do topics about race in America, the history of race in America. We talk about uh, segregation, about redlining, which was how, uh, you know, if you ever wondered, like I did growing up, hey, why is everyone in my suburb, like, white and the black suburbs over there? Oh, that's, wh- wh- why is that, right? It's because when we were, the suburbs were being laid out, black Americans were specifically prohibited from getting home loans in certain areas. It was a practice called redlining. And, like, it's a matter of historical record, right? And it segregated our suburbs. Um, it also ended up segregating the schools because the home values are different. And our schools today are actually more segregated than they were in the 60s. Wow! Like we have this narrative that we integrated our schools. We removed the laws that prevented us from integrating it, but then we never actually integrated them, right? And who got
9: mad at that?
2: Uh, racists did. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Nuts. I mean, if you if you didn't think, well, I don't think anyone thinks racists don't exist anymore um, because now that they're on the internet, they just get to be very loud all the yes. time, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, people like, yeah, people who are racist didn't like man. that
10: gerrymandering is the same thing just for yeah. voting, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Ger- gerrymandering similar uh people who people who are really entrenched in like making sure one side wins over the other don't like us talking about gerrymandering which no. is yeah.
9: Adam, have you been able to tackle the electoral college yet?
2: <laughs> yes, that was something we did in our very first season. Yeah, we talked about the electoral college and how terrible well, you was failed
9: then because we still have it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know that's <laughs> a, that is the problem that like something that big we're like because uh, I came into it all a hot-headed comedian. Yeah, I'm going to take down the ele- electoral college and tell them the truth, right? And then, like a year later, I was like, "Oh man, it's still around." Yeah, we did
5: <laughs> And I, by the way, that's another thing that I think like everyone knows. Everyone knows Everyone it's, a, knows terrible idea. Yeah. it's yeah. a terrible
2: idea. It's a terrible
9: idea. There were reasons for it at the beginning that don't exist in the age of mass media.
2: Yes, very true. And um, that's
9: the simplest way to explain it. Okay, we're almost out of time. Why the podcast? It sounds like you're already very busy doing the TV yes. show. The podcast is kind of an extension, factually,
2: right? Absolutely, yeah. The podcast is called Factually. Um, it's really awesome. I So on the TV show, we have these incredible experts on the show mm-hmm. who back up what I'm saying and give us more information. On the TV show, I only get to talk to them for like two or three. Minutes, but I would start having these incredible conversations with them after we yelled cut, like over lunch and stuff like that. He said, "Let's start a podcast where we can get them in and I can talk to these folks for an hour, for two hours." So, uh, yeah, it's it's really really great. I, I drop a little bit of knowledge right at the beginning of the show, and then you know we talk to uh, uh, you know I just talked to a woman uh, last week who discovers exoplanets. She's a uh, she's an astronomer, and she's like one of the people on the forefront of finding planets, uh, you know, around the galaxy. They're discovering new. <laughs> every day. There's like a revolution in it. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's insane. She was telling me how she did it, exactly how it works. She was like, you can come down sometime. We have planet-finding parties. You can come, like, look at the data with us. And I was like, this is great, you know? So I get to talk to some of the most fascinating people. Uh, it's really awesome. Please check it out. It's called Factually.
9: You are such a geek. I'm an incredible geek. I think I speak for the room when I say we are here for it. Amen. Uh, uh, thank you so much.
2: much. The TV show airs Tuesday
9: nights at 10 on True TV. The podcast is called Factually. Adam Conover has been our guest Let's not make it so long next time, all
2: right? I'd love to come back again. Thank you. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock.
1: This day in history with old man Ruben. 1956. Okay, so I'm bodyboarding in Lake Windermore in northwest England. Rough waves that day. Some dude named Norman Buckley speeds by in a motorboat, and he was gunning it on some Miami Vice (laughs) I'd find out later he broke the world water speed record right then, going over 79 miles an hour. History right before my eyes. That was also the day I captured my best friend, Mr. Claus, an adult lobster who still lives with me today. Isn't that right, Mr. Claus? Yes, it is, Reuben. Love you, Reuben. I love you too, Mr. Claus. See, because Reuben is old. It's weirder. What is going on? He <laughs> also
9: has dementia,
5: not it's just old.
9: Very weird. He has <laughs> a, a talking lobster, you guys. The <laughs> yeah. stuff we learn about old man Reuben.
4: Yeah.
9: All right, it's nine forty-one on this Tuesday morning. Time for one final look at what's happening in the world of oh, showbiz. Hey, Ali.
11: Oh well, these are uh, two great tastes that taste great together. You've got Billie Eilish. Yes. We love yeah, her. You've sure. got the Interrupters. We love them. Love them,
9: correct. Especially Kevin, yeah.
11: So the Interrupters <laughs> have been covering Billie Eilish's uh, hit, Bad Guy, on tour all summer long. And then they just had a chance to go and record it in the studio. Eh, they did it in one take. Whoa. Would you like to hear Please. the Very Interrupters much. covering Billie Eilish's Bad Guy? So you're a tough guy, like a really guy.
7: Just can't get enough, guy. Just always a
6: buff, guy. I'm that bad guy. Make your mom a Make your girl a mad guy. My seducing dad
5: type. I'm the bad guy. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be honest, I love that. I, I love, love them so much.
11: Captured uh, live in one take. Come on. They are so not us. <laughs> 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 essentially what i am saying here you they're guys professionals? they're absolutely professionals i love it so very much guys this is uh this is big news because okay. netflix is of course losing their two most watched shows friends is heading over to hbo max next spring and the office is going to leave uh head on over in 2021 i believe they're going to the peacock right
6: duh all right, good.
11: <laughs> so they're losing their two most watched shows. So to help soften the blow, Netflix announced yesterday that they have landed the global rights to Seinfeld yeah! beginning in 2021. It has been on Hulu since 2015, and I'm seeing everywhere that terms were not disclosed, but Netflix paid far more than the 500 million that NBC Universal paid for the office so far more more than that is what i am seeing because here's
10: my thought right these like comfort shows mm-hmm. like the ones you watch before you go to bed that kind of just like aimlessly go through i think those are the bread and butter of these services we just yeah, uh, makes friends sense. Yeah. The Office. Law and I, Order, I people like the that ones. I say,
11: I watch those, and that's how I fall fall asleep. Yeah. These are those shows, and Seinfeld is definitely that show. And
10: Big Bang Theory supposedly just went through a big sale for streaming. So, I, I mean, as much as they say Stranger Things and all these shows that are popular that are original, I, I assume based on what they're paying f- for these old shows, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you're buying it for. Absolutely. I Dude. mean, how, who says, I, I can't find Seinfeld on TV. Where am I going to find it? Like, who's ever said that? It's on every minute. But if you come across it, do you stay on watching it? 100%. That's the goal.
5: One of those. I like it. I like it a lot.
11: You guys, Blink-182's Mark Hoppus has released a cover of the car's classic tune, Just What I Needed, in honor of the late lead singer of the car's Rick Ocasek. And he said, "Uh, a couple years ago, I was asked to record a creepy cover of Just What I Needed for a TV show. They wanted moody, strange, dark, and droney, with space for dialogue to go over it. So he headed into the studio, and he said, But if you can imagine a grim and grizzled detective determinedly working a murder case that shook him to the very core of their being. This is the music that the show requested. Unfortunately, the show was canceled. That episode never aired, so people had never heard the song Ah. until yesterday when he put it on his SoundCloud. So here is Mark Hoppus with his cover of the car's classic tune, just what I needed.
3: I don't mind you hanging
11: out. you talking in your sleep. I
7: guess you're just what I needed. I needed someone to feed. I guess you're just what I needed.
1: I think it's hot. It's hot. Mm -hmm. It's hot. It's tight. It's a hit, man, and I like it. (laughs) I'm going to go get it. That's a keeper right there. (laughs) <laughs> heard
11: it here first. They, they nailed Moody and Strange for sure. Sure did. It, it just has a whole new vibe to the song for sure. So if you want that, Mark Hoppus put it on his sound. Perfect crowd. for Hall, oh. Uh Thank you. Uh, Kanye West has finally confirmed the release date, title, and track list for his ninth studio album, Jesus is King. The project Hallelujah. previously known as Yandi. Is that like Gandhi, but with his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he did with
9: Jesus. Yeah. I
11: just, with the stop it. Um, it's going to come out September 27th and feature 12 songs. Who is excited? When it's said
1: and done, if you look at the past 10 years, have
11: I contributed more or took away
10: more from the world?
11: It's a great question. Anyone in here excited for that? Uh,
9: I will always at least listen to new Kanye West mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, always. Uh, there also could be, music. There could. What did I say? I thought you said movie. No music. There could be some uh, undiscovered gems in there. Who, who knows? There could be a great song on that album. Absolutely. I, don't, I mean, I'm certainly not expecting the caliber of you know his seminal records that were you know back to front bangers. But uh, there could be something worth listening to in there. Uh, Jensen, you wrote a book with Kanye West in the title. I where, did. Where are you with Kanye now?
10: I you know well, the old Kanye man. Yeah. I still like Kanye production. I still think that stuff's really great stuff he did for Nas, Pusha T, etc. But like, I don't care. I mean, it's, when you ask people who love Kanye West what they what they've loved the most about right. him it's albums from ten years ago, yeah, exactly. Like, it's not there's nothing yeah, like current. the first four albums. He's the greatest artist in the world. Yeah, it's great stuff, and then everything since eight oh eight has been basically kind. Of I dino. miss the
1: old Kanye. Straight from the gold Kanye. Chop up the soul, Kanye. Set on his goals, Kanye.
10: Yeah, I agree, Kanye. What's the point of thinking? Mm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ally? You in?
11: I uh, haven't listened to Kanye since late registration.
9: Okay. All right. Great album.
4: Great, Great album. album.
9: I didn't know who I was until I heard this album.
11: Amen. It was like, wake up, Miss McKay. <laughs> right?
9: <laughs> so you got out early. Yeah. Oh uh, Ye.
11: Gotcha. See, that was the, yeah. the first track is mm-hmm. Wake Up, wake Mr. Up. West. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. just, uh, I changed it to my name. <sighs> So, uh, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars premiered last night, and the only reason I knew that was because people were uh, posting pictures of Sean Spicer's yellow top all over my Twitter. I didn't need to see it. I still don't care. Was it yellow? It
9: looked lime green to I me. I don't care. Okay.
11: <laughs> but I found this out, um, which I had no idea that Christy Brinkley had to step down.
10: Yeah, she got injured.
11: Yeah. A freak accident. She broke her arm during rehearsals last week. And this is, I'm going to say, this is such a a female thing to say. She was uh, reliving the accident uh, through an interview with People magazine. She said, the second I landed, I felt the shards in my arm. Like, I literally felt it in my wrist. And I just instantly looked up and said, I'm so sorry. I broke my arm. That's such a woman thing wow. to be like. I'm so sorry. I have broken my arm. I really apologize to you, Mr. Dance Instructor Guy. But and then she um, probably went to the doctor. She did. She uh-huh. did.
10: Oh, that's the smart thing to uh, do. Yeah. Because
11: mm-hmm. she said there's a little bone at the thumb that usually posts one way. Mine was in the opposite direction. Oh. Then there was bone, just bone, shattered into a thousand little pieces. <sighs> she had major surgery on her wrist and her arm. You guys, dancing. Dancing is hard. Dancing is
9: hard. Well, when you fall, it's hard, yeah.
11: Yeah, what if you fall over a dog? Exactly. Exactly.
9: I don't know what the point is there, but yeah. It's, she
11: went to a doctor and found out it was really bad. That's you terrible. fell and you think refractured your hand.
9: In a different place. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do they do when they're down a person?
11: Well, uh, you have your 21-year-old beautiful daughter, Christy. Uh, sailor. Christy's 21-year-old daughter, Sailor, has taken her place in the competition.
10: That seems bogus.
11: Which I feel is, is well, how scary, though, for Sailor. She only had then one week to rehearse, maybe yeah, even less. Yeah, she she's against
10: Sean Spicer first week, so that's, a, that's <laughs> a like point. a pass. It's a buy almost,
11: yeah. yeah. Um, I,
9: I guess I see why they did that, but she doesn't exactly qualify as a star
10: for Dancing with the Stars. I mean, that has been given up a long time ago. Okay. yeah, They don't yeah. care as much. Uh, I do think that Sean Spicer's outfit was selected by a uh, gay wardrobe stylist, though.
11: So. Oh, yeah. Totally, <laughs> that totally PO.
10: sabotage so- city. Yeah. He looked awful.
11: Wasn't there some other
9: controversy minor controversy out of Mr. Spicer's appearance last night about asking people to do it for Jesus or something or yeah. pr- pray for what? me. Was there something Huck-
10: like... Mike Huckabee, uh, stand-up comedian, uh, extraordinaire, <laughs> on Twitter who thinks he's very funny and is not, uh, tweeted something along the lines of, like, help out our friend. He went out there and, you know did something that wasn't easy for him Sean Spicer go ahead and vote dancing with the stars and Sean Spicer to paraphrase wrote back and was like absolutely you know the judges weren't going to help me out uh basically you know everyone out there let's do this for those who believe in Jesus so he was asking for people who believe in Jesus so yes. because the godless liberals will never vote for
9: him because of his politics he thinks it now appear, we have to yeah. now he's trying to kind of rally the the Jesus people Correct. to vote for him
5: okay they are I, I will tell you, God, have, please help him when dancing with the stars.
10: I mean, people pray for sports teams, so is it yeah. much different?
5: Yeah, but, you're right.
10: Yeah. I feel like. I hope Jesus is working miracles and all these things in Darfur and goes, oh, hold on. Got to fix this dancing with the stars thing. It's not Jesus. Right. God.
11: God, you're such a Jew. Uh, Some birthdays for you. Cassandra we to, Peterson. We had to kill one of them. Elvira. <laughs> who you might know is so viral <laughs> happy birthday uh, happy birthday Phil Jackson Bobby Lee Baz Lerman. Alleluia. who's that Baz for? Baz Luhrmann
10: he's a good dude he's a god to many okay we killed Jesus move on She's trying. Someone's,
9: someone's <laughs> getting a little trigger happy with the sound <laughs> machine over there. This
11: happening. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Well, I do believe they land on the moon. <laughs> that's,
5: your
10: trigger man goes crazy.
5: And <laughs> you drive home t- today, listen to Striker and Klein's commercial 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness with the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. We have uh, Bean makes his guess. Elvira. <laughs>
3: Is it A
5: uh, new fast food report and our in-studio guest is Scott Aukerman. Cannot wait for Between Two Ferns, the movie. And uh, he's going to be tomorrow on an all-new show. It's the Kevin and Bean
1: Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.